here on the first ever Aetna Expanded Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host this week, Pavan, and I got the commissioner himself, Ankit, with us, and perennial Sacco contender, Hassan, with us as well. Welcome, guys. How's it going? Uh, great to be here. Awesome, guys. So where are, where are you guys right now? Uh, I'm, in, I'm in Boston at the moment. I know. Oh. I'm still in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. All right, Huss. We heard some good things about uh, your boy getting some signatures. Looks like uh, congratulations are in order. I think so. Yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, hopefully, come Monday, I will have my dissertation uh, submitted, and then uh, you'll actually have to call me Doctor Khan all the time. No, I don't think we'll ever do that. We'll see about that. But yeah, dude, congratulations, man. No congratulations, sorry. man. I think on behalf of all of Aetna, I think that's uh, long overdue. Congrats, bro. No, I agree. It's long overdue, and I'm very glad to have to put this phase of my life behind me. That's awesome, great. man. Well, good. So when are you coming back out to the Bay Area, huh? I think um, I think my current I, I think I want to spend my birthday in the Bay. So that's my current plan is to hopefully be in the Bay around my birthday. Um, oh, rock on. So if I finish up all this shit by the end of September, then uh, I'll be doing postdoc stuff here, but I won't have any major requirements. So then hopefully hopefully sometime in like mid to late October, I'm actually out in the Bay Area. Got it. We need some uh, influx back into the Bay. Um, we just lost up on and very likely Neeraj in the next couple of months. So we need some new blood again. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Although this hopefully. is temporary, right? Not necessarily moving back. Yeah, we'll see about job stuff, but it would I, it would just be like come home, visit family, see you, you know, see who, whoever's in the bay around that time. Um, once I actually have the dissertation turned in, I'll try and plot. You guys have some birthday plans going or what, Pav? You know, actually, right now we're uh, everything's still a little bit up in the air. Um, obviously, it's Sasha's Sasha's thirtieth, so right. I'm trying to trying to think of anything, anything and everything. But her schedule is pretty damn awful, so we'll see what's up. It's also our boy Kia's uh, 30th, right? Kia's 30th as well. Defending champion. Five-time champion, Kia. On his way to a sixth? Oh, God. I don't think so. How many times has Kia won in a row? I think it's twice in a row. Is that right? Twice in a row? No, 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 because Akshay won in 2015. Oh, you're right. This is back. We got the rogue. Akshay got the rug. Although that actually brings us to a good start. That um, Akshay is looking good again, guys. Yeah. I mean, how does he? How, is, how does he do it? Two and zero. He's killing it right now. Edelman for running back. I mean, I, I think one thing that that Akshay knows for sure is that he just throws darts at a. At a dartboard, and he picks up Kareem Hunt, Kareem. and then all, then all of a sudden, he's off to the races. Kareem Hunt and Todd Gurley are his starting running backs, and he may have right now the best starting two running backs in the league. Like in Has terms Gurley, of in terms Gurley of been starting doing? running backs, his two might be the best. Oh yeah, Gurley's been killing it as well. Nice. I mean, yeah, I mean that that Rams offense is anemic with our boy Jared Goff. Although he showed up again, he showed up the first week, but this last week, I'm not entirely sure that anything happened. 
Well, they've got a cupcake matchup coming up against the Niners, so. Dude, the Niners' defense is stout. I mean, it's true. You guys uh, kept uh, Seattle to what? Two field goals and a touchdown? No, mm-hmm. dude, four field goals. Was it straight up no, four no, field no, goals? No, got a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a touchdown, bro. Okay. Wow, even Niners fans aren't watching the games, huh? I didn't. I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch a single minute of that game. It's too depressing. Hey, you guys kept it close for a while. In fact, I think you were up for almost like up to the end of the third quarter or something. But I mean, in classic Niner fashion, you guys uh, let that one go. Where is that Seattle offense? I mean, the Seattle offense is pretty uh, like garbage. Yeah, it's not looking good. I will, uh, I will throw some trivia at you if you guys know who the actual starting running back on the Seahawks is right now. Uh, I do know who the starting running back on the Seahawks is because he's on my bench. It's Chris Carson. That ab- is absolutely correct. Hassan, your team is actually looking uh, looking okay right now, middle of the pack. But I anticipate you'll uh, you'll end up going down. Quite a bit as we move forward. Do we do we want to do we want to do we want to go in order here? What do you want to do? You want to jump around? Or you want to go in order? Let's go let's, down. Uh, let's go down the list. Let's go down the list because yeah. there's another surprising entry in the top two with Arvind being second. Usually he's a middling team throughout the year. And you know what? I think Arvind. We've been sleeping on Arvind a little bit. It turns out that he actually got third last year, and I don't think anyone thought that was the case. So that, that I don't I, think even Arvind thought that was the case. I, I was, he made I was the doing playoffs the last year. <laughs> he made the playoffs. Believe it or not, I was. Yeah, doing, I was doing the payouts, and I paid Kia. Then I had paid Al for second place, which was a surprise, and then I paid Arvind for third, which again didn't expect. Do you guys remember who Arvin beat in that third place matchup? I could not tell you. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I don't think Arvin knows either, <laughs> frankly. But yeah, I mean, I think the big thing is he has been relying on his boy Michael Crabtree since... For years. Well, since the Niners days, and then he just got traded across the bay. And then that dude keeps stealing my touchdowns. So... boy <laughs> Amari. Yeah, Amari is I mean, just not looking. That line, he has six receptions, three touchdowns. That's unbelievable. That's not gonna hold up. That's, That's not gonna hold up. Well, I don't know, man. I, like Derek Carr loves Michael Crabtree. He had the most touchdowns last year uh, out of all the receiving core on Oakland. So I don't know. There's something is there between Carr and Crabtree in the red zone. I'm not really sure though. Gronk and Keenan Allen are both gonna suffer season-ending injuries. Yeah. Before week six. And then Arv's team is gutted. Well, Gronk had it and just got injured, right? Did he? Groin injury, yeah, last game. But not believed to be serious. But 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 he's a one-star matchup rating because he may not suit up against the Texans. Exactly. You know, Huss, like, if that happens, which it will, um, what's extremely concerning is that Arvind has three Colts on his bench. And we... All know that that's never a good idea. He's not starting any of them. <laughs> I mean, I know from a past experience that Moncrief only disappoints. Yes. T.Y. Hilton, when Luck is there, he's obviously a stud. But, I mean, I don't think anyone knows when Luck is coming back, right? You think when he drafted Dante Moncrief, he realized he had T.Y. Hilton and Frank Gore yeah. on his team? You know, I'm not entirely sure Arvin knows what he's doing. 
But so far, he's seen so some pretty early season success. So good. That Dalvin Cook uh, pick is looking pretty good. No, but I think he came back down to earth last uh, last game, oh. from what I remember. He only had seven and a half points last game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the first week he killed it. But last week, I guess we'll see. Tampa Bay, they are uh, Minnesota's next uh, next on deck. And they stifled the hell out of the Bears. But, of course, that's not saying much. It's not Did you want to, to talk do. about that game? Uh, not particularly. I think we can move on. Because who's more depressing, the Bears or the Niners? Oh, that's tough. I have to say, I'm actually with you, Hassan, that the Bears' defense is also decent. And the reason we gave up 29 points last game was because every time the offense was giving the ball up and Tampa Bay had like 30 yards. So it was guaranteed at least a field goal. I mean, is someone going to win one game this year? Uh, I don't think so. We should be picking whoever you're playing for Survivor, right? Yeah. Did anyone join Al's pool, actually? No. Yeah, I am. I'm in there. Oh, all right. How's that looking? Interesting, because you pick every game every week. So you get a certain amount of points based on how many matchups you pick correctly. And then it just kind of totals up throughout the season. So it's not picking just one game every week. Oh, wow. So where does that put you? I'm in, like, middle of the pack right now. (laughs) Oh, all right. For sure. Man, that's actually pretty hard. So what's been like the best week so far from a pick? Uh, that's a good question. I'll have to look that up. I haven't, I haven't been playing close enough of attention to, to it. Well, guys, I think the third will shock us all, who is currently riding high is Somil, a.k.a. Kia failed at 2-0. and I don't think he's ever been two games above 500. Let it, I mean, the, I think the proof is in the pudding. Somo might be the real deal. What do you guys think? Can we talk about how Somo <laughs> is starting a player named Cooper Cup? <laughs> Cooper Cup, he's uh, he's taking over all the targets in down in L.A. But no one's seeing that. Not even people live. Have you guys seen L.A. Coliseum? Oh yeah, I saw it. I, I saw oh, uh, the USC game by itself. Had more attendance than both the Rams and the Chargers combined. Wow. This weekend. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's any of us minute. thought that L.A. deserved a team, let alone two. All right. What's your over-under on wins for the end of the year for Kia failed? He's already got so what? We got 13 games in the season? Is that right? I think so. I think, yeah, I think I would go with. Six wins? You know, I actually think Solo might end up being in that middle of the pack, like 7-8. He might get lucky and not contend for Sacco. Uh, do you know he's currently projected to get five wins? Really? Oh, is that right? That's, that's what Yahoo is projecting him to get five wins. All right, well, I mean, we could just take a look at this uh, roster here. Matt Ryan, that's, that's solid. You can't, you can't argue with that. So Terrell Pryor, we all thought, would come into Washington and just be that number one target. And the Redskins have looked pretty awful in both games so far. So I'm not sure whether that's going to change. Yep. Des Bryant, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Dak's taking a step back. Season two. 
everyone knew that sophomore slump, man. Yep. And well, then with all this Zeke drama swirling, which we'll get to once we get to Roland Rav's team. Mm-hmm. But with all of that, I don't know. The Cowboys look uh, human again. And obviously he's got his boy Melvin Gordon. I mean, he he's not Somo without uh, an L.A. Chargers slash San Diego Chargers player. That, that, there, therein lies the root of Somo downfall. Because we know that Melvin Gordon will begin to underperform. And his Chargers loyalty won't let him move away from Melvin Gordon when he needs to. I totally agree. And with that, he actually has Buck Allen as his number two running back. Um, He apparently has benched Jordan Howard for this coming week, which may or may not be a good move. But Buck Allen is uh, getting... He's sort of splitting carries with Terrence West right now. I mean, your boy Jordan Howard got .7 points last week. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's actually, they're saying that he's not 100%. So, again, Somo may have the intel. Looks like he's uh, he downloaded Roto World. <laughs> Wait, what do you think Somo's lifetime record is? So, let's just assume we played... Somo's been here since the inaugural season, which was 07. Is that right, Ankit? I'm asking you because I remember you won a championship when no one cared. That's correct. 07. 07? Okay. Got it. Um, Yahoo says he's managed 18 teams. It's across all of his leagues. All of his leagues. Okay, got it. So let's just say 07 and then 10 years. And then he's probably on average had about three victories per season. So, yeah, I put it at 30. (laughs) Okay, here's a surprising thing. His lifetime winning percentage is 496. Yeah, he's only two games under 500 lifetime. So in his other leagues, he must have some porous competition. I mean, isn't that always the case? Everyone has another league where they're good. You, know, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> where, where you're doing a snake draft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where you're the commish. Akshay's, Akshay, meanwhile, Akshay's <laughs> lifetime win percentage is .38. How is that possible? He has apparently nine teams that he's managed. That means he had to have managed teams. And- oh, you know what? I think Prashant, Arvind, uh, and I'm not sure whether Ravi, but the bulk of the Saratoga crew is in another league where I believe Arvind also instituted like two QBs, four IDPs, that type six. of thing. We had six in the in our Oh, we had six IDPs. Okay. Um, six IDPs? <laughs> I mean, this is Arvind for Kamish. I think was the going campaign for a little bit. All right. That's clearly the worst commissioner possible, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why, I mean, Ankit or someone, I don't know, I don't even know if it was a democratic process, but a coup was staged and then Ankit took over. Oh, it was a definite coup. It was a definite coup. It was a coup? I took over after we had multiple seasons of multiple quarterbacks. Actually, that was bad. Ankit, Ankit, could you, could you, uh, could you? Could you tell us a little bit about how uh, you felt during this election process? How did I feel? Yeah. I mean, I felt... um, That's a great question. I felt it was mildly unnecessary, the whole process, but I understand that we needed something in place. Um, I'm glad I got the victory, and I'm happy to be the commissioner for the next two years. Were you afraid that uh, that the league would uh, let you down? I'm always afraid that the league will let me down. Um, That's a fair. You know, I can't really count on you guys. Um, 
for the most part. So I'm glad you guys pulled through on this one. Do you, do you think the best candidate for Commissioner won? I do think so. Given I, I, I have to say, was Prashant. How, how do you think this rhetoric will play out with the rest of the league? I don't think it's going to play out well, but I didn't expect anything else. So, <laughs> no matter what I say here, the rhetoric rhetoric is not going to play out well. So, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm glad I'm glad we can move on, but we'll certainly get back to all of the. Uh, riffraff that has been plaguing our league in the past couple of years but with that we will discuss number five who is no we gotta go to we gotta go Rav's team first oh i'm sorry yeah we have uh, number four rolling Rav. self-appointed champ who has yet to win anything so ravi this is his first year without co-manager niraj is that right correct and how do you think how do you think he fared in that uh in that draft, he has three of the best running backs. One of them obviously did go down, though. I think Ruby's yeah. team is poised. David Johnson. Yeah, he's still got David Johnson on his bench. Yeah. Ruby's team is poised to underperform. I mean, in all fairness, he did end up also drafting Mike Gilsley, who I anticipate will end up having that LeGarrette Blount role. On New England, where he just like vultures touchdowns and gets like four or like fourteen carries for seventeen yards and two touchdowns, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was going. Which is which is good and which is great for a flex. And obviously, the controversy around Zeke, I think, is continuing to roll. I'm not really sure. I I believe the NFL got. Um, I don't think they're allowed to to interfere right now. Yeah, I think no, there's I, some reason. Is that right? He's playing the whole year. Is he? Yeah. Okay. It's more. No, there's, yeah, there's, a, there's a legal injunction which basically says that they have to settle a bunch of other stuff before they can go back to, to instituting the suspension. So at this point, Zeke's gonna play the whole year. Yeah. Got it. So I have to say, so Ravi, Al, and I drafted at Al's place in Oakland. And Ravi was obviously stoked about his running backs, but we were laughing about his receivers, Devontae Adams and Jeremy Macklin. And on the drive back, Ravi just kept saying that, dude, Jeremy Macklin is my best receiver. And he was, like, livid about it. But it turns out Macklin has gotten a touchdown every week so far. And Jordy, my boy, has gotten injured. And I think Devontae Adams got a touchdown last week, too. Is that right? 99 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, wow. So, if uh, David Johnson comes back from IR later in the year and Ravi can just sort of hold uh, hold himself until then, I think he is poised to make a pretty strong run. I don't want to give him that much credit, but... Uh... I, don't want, I don't want to give him that much credit, either. Okay. I, I refuse. I refuse to believe that Ravi's team. He look at his kicker, dude. Giorgio Tavecchio. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's our boy from Cal. I know it's our boy from Cal. He let us down like a thousand times at Cal, and he's gonna let Ravi down. I mean, he's not letting Ravi down right now. He has gotten nineteen and nine so far. Is he the best kicker Perfect. in the league? On the sheet. He might be. He might be, guys. 
All right, look. Well, all right, there's too much praise here. Let's move on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't feel comfortable <laughs> with how much time we spent talking about Ravi. All right, well, that uh, that leads us to number five, Kobe in my mouth 24-7, which is your team, Hassan. And correct me if I'm wrong, you have been a Sacco before, is that right? That's that's how I originally ended up with Kobe in my mouth 24-7 as my team, oh, I believe, got it. three years ago. And you've embraced it since, huh? It is... It's a lifestyle. Having Kobe in your mouth 24-7 is a lifestyle. Yeah, okay. Can you uh, talk to that a little bit? Having that as a lifestyle, you would have thought he would have been playing a lot better than he has these past few years. You know? I just realized I should have made it Kobe in my mouth (laughs) 24-8. I mean, (laughs) I think... We all can agree that Kobe should not be in anyone's discussions anymore. He's what a top ten player, maybe top twelve. Is that right? Okay, let's not let's not get into that right now. <laughs> all right, man. All discussion. I mean, it's up to you. It's up to you. Well, let's look at Hassan's team right now. Hassan, what do you like about your team right now? You are sitting pretty in a playoff spot as we speak. Uh, when I look at my team, I see top to bottom players that I'm not ashamed to put out there on a week-to-week basis. Are you happy about it, or you're not ashamed about it? You know, uh, Doug Baldwin and Golden Tate last week let me down a little bit and cost me a game against uh, Akshay that I thought I could have won. But but I I think I'm happy about it. I'm happy with the way Leonard Fournette... CJ Anderson's really been doing some big stuff for me, so I'm pretty happy with that. Mike Evans missed his first week, but we we I, I actually ended up winning that week, and uh, you know I I probably should get rid of Paul Perkins, James Conner, and Marlon Mack because all three of them are garbage. Who is Marlon Mack? And why do you have him this team, <laughs> dude? Mack. Frank Gore hand, handcuff, dude. Frank Gore handcuff. Exactly, he's the Frank Gore handcuff. <laughs> what about Ramon Humber? What do you mean about what do you what do you want to know about Ramon Humber? All he does is get out get tackled. He's got twenty one points in two weeks. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> is it Ramon or Ramon? Because we all remember Ramon Sessions, right? I, I couldn't tell you if it's Ramon or if it's Humber or Humber. All right, I don't know what this dude's. Name. I've never I had never heard of him until like Friday of this past week. Dude, I have to say, I'm looking at James Conner, and he's obviously Le'Veon's handcuff, but Le'Veon has been performing pretty poorly so far. I'm, I can't remember who has. Oh, you know what? Our defending champ, Kia, paid a we'll get butt-ton for him, right? So we'll get to him. All right, so then at number six in the last current playoff spot, we have Alvaro, and I have to say this goddamn name, Batamizdil. Every time I fucking read this name, I get the song in my head. So fuck you, Al. I mean, he was pretty happy with this team after the draft. Um, I think he was really happy about Rex Burkhead. But apart from that, I'm looking down his team. Derek Carr looks pretty good. And really, it's his running backs that are make or break, I think, for his team. Oh yeah, DeMarco has not been playing well. No, he hasn't. And Lamar Miller, let me let me be honest here. Lamar Miller is a bitch. Okay. 
Why do you say that, man? 17 carries for 65 yards. 18 carries for 61 yards. Yeah, Al must not be happy we got rid of that rushing attempts. Oh, my God. You know what? We were at uh, we were at Ravi's place for uh, taps going away. Yeah, you heard that right. Um, and we had <laughs> Al and I were talking about this with Ravi, and then I told I told them that I voted privately, and I was the only one who voted no for it. And then Al actually had a lot of regret, and he was like, "I totally should have should have voted against it." And here we are today. 18 carries. That's a volume running back right there. I mean, oh. I think I think in in the in a league where he's generating another three and a half points and another two and a half points for DeMarco and Lamar's carries, like this team, you know, that's another five, six points a week. He drafted for that. Um that like he, the, he the, voted. The carries he still voted. matter, league, and and I don't know if it's, I don't know how how well these two will hold up in in a league where we don't reward that. And you know what? The carries are actually fewer and further between for Demarco because I believe Derek Henry had like 15 carries last game and got a touchdown. That is true. So we'll see where Demarco fits into that Tennessee offense moving forward. Maybe they might start going with Derrick Henry. I'm not sure. Looks like Al needs to be uh, at the top of his waiver. Game. The other, the other thing that's dangerous for Al is his his backup running backs. Who AP? Man, that Doug guy Martin, is a cancer Doug now. Huh? Isn't bad though. That's true. Doug Martin, when he comes back off that suspension, will be interesting. So what he had? That was a PED suspension. Is that right? What was it? I have no idea. It must be, but when it must be PED because it's only three games, so it can't be that serious. It's not like he beat his wife or something, right? I mean, Adrian Peterson, he beat his kids, right? And then that dude is out there, not crushing it anymore. But you know, oh, and Al, I mean, kudos to Al for getting the Chargers kicker, man, Young Hoku, Asian pride, baby. I mean, he's not doing so well so far. Oh, I feel bad for Young Ho. Why? Because he's Asian? No, because he got fucked by two timeouts. All right, let's let's move on. Let's move on to to this run shit like diarrhea. Don't mind if we do. Hey, uh, Yahoo tells me that your week two results earned a D plus. How do you feel about that? I mean, the fact remains that I got the second lowest points of the league, and frankly, I'm shocked I didn't get the lowest points last week. Um, my team really shat the bed. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Jordy went out in the first quarter and never came back, so he got zero. Fucking Michael Crabtree keeps snatching Amari Cooper's touchdown, so I don't really know what's going on there. Um yeah, Tyreek Hill. He didn't have the first. Uh, he didn't have a great, um, great week. And I mean, obviously, I'm relying on receivers, which isn't kind of like the mo that I like going with. But I do actually like the the general like distribution of my team this time around. But I mean, it seems so Carlos, as inconsistent. Carlos Hyde as ever. is your best player. Is that what you're telling me right now? 
Uh, I think by the numbers he might be. Yeah, I think that might be right. Um, no. Yeah. Uh, of of. Okay, this is bad. Tyreek Hill has the most fantasy points through week two on your team. Yeah. Wow. He has more. Than I mean, he, he has more than Cam. Yeah. So right. So obviously. Cam is not doing as well as I had hoped. I thought he was going to have more of a bounce back year. But you know what? Next week, they're playing New Orleans, whose defense is absolutely atrocious. So I'm hoping for like four four touchdowns, like three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, get like 30 points, and we'll see where wait, it goes. Wait. You have Tyreek Hill and Joe Mixon? Why are you collecting wife beaters? Hey, man, I don't, I don't judge a player by their character. I judge them by their performance. Oh, All right. Well, you're, yeah. I mean, Joe Mixon, I'm not proud of, and frankly, it doesn't seem like Cincinnati's proud of him either. Think about how bad but, you have to be if you can't. Types of players, right? What's that? Does, doesn't Cincinnati harbor all those types of players? Like Pac-Man? that's true, actually. Like, I mean, they gave Pac-Man Jones a second chance, yeah, exactly. and then I mean, that guy became a Pro Bowler again, right? Yeah. So it's only a matter of time with Joe Mixon, frankly. And that dude, Vontaze, that guy's just taking people's heads off. Oh, that's right. Yeah, perfect. That's right. That's their boy. Yeah, he's like the worst. Yeah, I think Marvin Lewis, I think they're going to yank Andy Dalton. And you know what? Actually, your boy Cap, Huss, they're uh, calling for him in Cincinnati. They should. Cincinnati seems like a perfect place for Cap to go. Because yeah, it's true. By, you know, you've got nothing to lose there. They needed. He really doesn't. He's all of a sudden like one of the best people on Cincinnati's team, I just, like character wise. Literally, some team just signed a backup quarterback, and I'd never even heard of this person. Like Joe Webb is a quarterback that's got that's getting playing time, and there, there was some team that signed another backup quarterback today. I'll have to go look at it, but I, I'd never even heard of this person. And I'm like, how is Colin Kaepernick not getting not getting playing time right now? Dude, man, yeah. America. I mean, what can you say? But you know what? We're not NPR politics. We're at no fantasy football. So let's uh, go to number eight here, who is five-time champion and defending champion, Kia. He obviously named his team after the Game of Thrones reference. But frankly, I mean, I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> he's going to have a shit year. He's going to make the playoffs, and he's going to win. So what the fuck are we talking about here? I'm looking at Kia's team, and I think he has the best team. I'm dead serious. Look at his team. He has Philip Rivers, who's like a he's gonna be like a top seven, top ten QB, and he probably got him for like a dollar. Okay. He has Julio. Jamison Crowder's the number one receiver in, in Washington. Le'Veon. Tariq Cohen, who apparently is the new number one wide receiver or running back there. Cohen I have to say he's inconsistent so far. But I mean I think he's a pretty good flex option. Right now, sure. Especially because we'll be playing from behind basically every game. But also, so. look at his bench. Like none of the players on his bench are bad. I mean, Brandon Marshall's pretty yeah. bad now. Yeah, he's like really fucking bad. Okay, that's true. Brandon Marshall might be bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't say I'm as bullish about this team, but you know what? If this team was Somil owning it, I would say that it's uh, like one of the bottom feeders. But the mere fact that it's Kia, I think, has he'll to propel make, it to like make the play. Make the moves that he needs. Yeah. So I mean, there's no other way to put. Already it. got Alvin Kamara. How did he get Alvin Kamara? Who the fuck is Alvin Kamara? 
He's uh he's gonna be that number two slash like one A one B, uh once like Adrian Peterson gets dropped for his ego. That Alan Hearns, I, mean, the, you know, dude, I don't know how actually I didn't do didn't find that, but Alan Hearns, I know, that's his boy in Jacksonville. I mean, look, I think this team obviously has potential, and just by the mere fact that he is owning it. I think we can safely say that no one should trade with him. It, yeah, correct. Uh, we're talking to you, Al. Arv. Who else? Who else has had infamous trades with Kia? Akshay. Did Akshay have a trade with him? Did Spray have one? Kamish, we're gonna have to Alan, go back Alan in the Arv database. For sure. They need to be careful. Yeah, Alan Arv. Those are the controversial ones. Didn't you? Is there a story? Didn't you have to go, like, actually skip work? To go talk to both of them? Go to a conference room at my office back in the day to have calls one-on-one with each of them to settle a trade dispute. You got to love it. You got to love it. Just real quick, I think we need to talk about how much Kia paid for Le'Veon, which is not at all his strategy usually. Yeah, that's true. I believe Le'Veon went for, I can't, was it 70-something? He yeah. was trying to keep him away so, from Ruby, who would have picked him up. Yep. So let's see. This is a slightly different strategy he's from Kia. playing too well, actually. No, he's had a terrible yeah. season so far. Like, I mean, terrible on Le'Veon standards. Right. Yeah. Um, I got to be honest. I think he'll obviously start picking up. They're actually playing my Bears this week, so I think he's going to get like 30 points. I, I was watching. Um, I, I watched both of the Steelers games. And their offense, like week one, it just kind of looked like they didn't know what they were doing. Like they were just like out there playing together for the first time. And last week, it looked like three or four drives, they looked really scary. So I would expect them by like week four or five to shit together. I mean, real talk, man, they have top two wide receiver and top two running back and a Super Bowl champion quarterback. And they made it to the AFC Championship last year. Like the Steelers are the real deal, dude. I mean, that's just me. I like the Steelers, too. Though. I, I think I mean, the Steelers are top, top five. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, guys. So to round out the one-in-one teams right now is actually a very strong fantasy player in Thupun who has changed his team between I'm going to win next year to I'm going to win next week to I think there was an I'm going to win next game. I don't really know. But point is... He has made the playoffs actually pretty frequently, and he's only been in the league a couple of years. So what do we think of this team? Um, not terrible, not terrible. I think, like you said, he tends to draft pretty well, typically. Aaron Rodgers, how's Brandon Cooks doing? Uh, not great so oh. far. Um, he had an okay first week. But last week, I don't think he was even targeted. No, he had four targets, but he had four targets. I mean, four targets for a number one receiver is nothing, right? But dude, Marshawn, Demarius Thomas, Travis Kelsey, strong. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually a little shocked at how the Broncos' offense has been clicking a little bit. But you know, I didn't think Simeon would be like like a chucker. You know, but it looks like they're passing a lot. And I think Emmanuel Sanders took two of the touchdowns last week, though. So Demarius obviously has a ton of potential. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, this is a strong team. And then Tevin Coleman, like, that's, like, kind of that. Uh, he's he's kind of like the Darren Sproles a little bit of Atlanta, and they're just, like, a high-powered offense, so he always gets a, a few points, you know? That Kenny Britt spot, though. That, Ooh, yeah, he needs to do something about that. 5% of all uh, fantasy players are starting Kenny Britt. <laughs> but when you look at his bench... Yeah, you- Ooh, not too much better. Why is he holding on yeah. to Willie Sneed? Why is he holding on to Andy Dalton? No, Willie Sneed comes back after game three. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but Andy Dalton is the more, is the least excusable. If they're playing Green Bay, who's actually shored up their defense a lot. Guys, Andy Dalton had minus 2.3 points the first week. <laughs> Negative. Four picks. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, tough on word of advice. I mean, Hassan's not a champion, I'm not a champion. Ankit's a one time champion. Two um, time champion. Let's not let's not get it twisted. Please, dude. I will, I will, this league started after Arvin stopped being committed. Tupan, please drop Andy Dalton, Tyler Boyd, Kenny Britt, and potentially Danny Amendola. That's like half his team. And- Hey, man, they're all on his bench, That bench is garbage, dude. I don't know what he's going to do in his bye weeks. Well, I don't know. But I think Thupan has a plan. And you know what? Now that he's down in SoCal, I think he's going to have a lot more time to just uh, be running on that waiver wire. So he might give Kia a run for his money. Let's find out. All right, so now we're at the bottom three, two of whom are actual champions in the past. At number 10, we have Garen Sheed, who I believe is Prashant. That's correct. And he keeps changing his name, but he is 0-2. He lost to me the first week, and I believe he had a very good week last week, but lost a tough one to Al. Um, having said that, let's take a look at his team. I do remember that Prashant has very strong wide receivers, but his running backs are painful, to say the least. Um, Brady, you can't argue with. OBJ is kind of this question mark, right? I mean, he obviously didn't play the first week. Well, that Giants Atlanta. offense is looking terrible too. So, yeah, but you yeah. got You got to assume that OBJ gets healthy and Prashant's team looks better. Yeah, like I agree with. Imagine you. he he lost by ten points, and if OBJ has a normal week for himself. He's basically expected to get 16 points a game. And that mm-hmm. would have put him mm-hmm. tied with uh, he lost by like nine points, actually. So, you, you know, he might have been able to win that game if OBJ has a normal week. Yeah, no doubt about it. But so far, it seems like Prashant's team has been a little sinusoidal. The first week, I think many teams actually ended up scoring like 80 to 90 points, even less. Um so we'll see, I think as the season goes on, we'll see just how consistent each one of his players is. Michael Thomas, obviously, has been a really, he's gotten a lot of pub this year. Um, he's getting a ton of targets, but he's not getting any touchdowns yet. So that should change also. Then, I mean, what do you think of these running backs? James White, Mark Ingram? They don't excite me. Would you rather have his team or Thuppen's team? So I got to say, I 
think I like Taps team a little more. I agree. And like, there's only like, I mean, we're giving or taking just a couple of players, but I really, I love DeAndre Hopkins, but I'm not entirely sure that that Houston offense will continue to churn. And like churning is like a very strong word because they have scored seven and 13 points so far. So like, I think it'll continue being. Yeah. I got to imagine that their quarterback situation makes DeAndre Hopkins life. terrible. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, But Deshaun Watson, I think is there to stay. So we'll see exactly how that works. If you're listening to this and you want to talk about a trade for DeAndre Hopkins, let me know. (laughs) Well, now we're trashing him and now you want him, huh? All right. That's pretty shameless us. I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, maybe he doesn't work for Prash's team, but he could work for my team. Oh, yeah, it makes total sense. Um, Speaking of not making sense, or maybe it does make a lot of sense, we have Ankit's team, Pasito, Pasito. One thing straight right now. How am I not in last place? Because we're about to see what Deeds' team is seven points in week one. I need to look up. I think you have the API set up maybe, but I wanted to look up to see if that was actually the lowest score ever scored for a week. I mean, we saw Al's uh, fake team, and I believe that did score more than 57 points. But I'm sure someone has scored less than 57 at some point. You know what? I'll... I'll, uh... For, for next Fire week's them. recap, for next week's recap, I'll I'll do that. I'll go I'll go lowest points per week. Yeah, lowest points per season. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll do that for next week compared well, to your fifty-seven. I mean, what do you have to say for yourself? I mean, I had to explain your listen, team to listen. us. Listen, I had some I had some high hopes coming in. Like, if you look at the roster, you can't say it's a terrible roster. Like, look at the starters right now. I lost Greg Olson, which was a big, big loss this past week. But, like, in general, come on. Are you really telling me that it's it's terrible? I mean, I, I'm looking at it, and your receivers aren't bad. I mean, that trash that you were uh, trotting out week, week one, one was, was tough just Because I didn't have Ajayi or Devontae Parker, right? But yeah, after yeah. that, like, the receivers are solid. Ajayi is solid. McCaffrey was supposed to do more than he's been doing, but I think they yeah, they've like pulled terrible. him back because they don't want him to get hurt or tired, which sucks. But maybe this Olsen injury changes that, you know. And then Russell Wilson has been terribly disappointing. I thought he'd come out and actually play well this season, given he wasn't, he's not injured anymore, you know. So, yeah. you know, it's just. Uh, but I feel like you never know with uh, with Seattle, man. I feel like they conceal injuries all the time. Like Slimebag Pete is. Like we don't know what's going on over yeah, there. Yeah, I agree. So of course, of course, if that he were our coach, though, we'd fucking love him. But uh, if you if you want to talk trade, Uncle, let me know. The couple players here that might might. Hassan, this isn't like fucking Tinder for for trading right now, dude. Just like slow just, down, take this off. There are some players on Uncle's team that might like to have Kobe in their mouth twenty four seven. Maybe the commissioner himself would like we'll, that. We'll talk. We'll talk offline. All right. We'll talk offline. Right. We'll talk offline. All right. Would you rather have? Would you rather, uh, Pav? Would you rather have Unkit's team or Prashant's team? I think I would take Prashant's team. Right I think now. I might take Unkit's team over Prashant's team. Yeah, dude. There's potential here. There's definitely. 
There's certainly potential, but there's also like I think yours is very high risk, high uh, like yeah, high risk, yeah. high reward. And I've basically. been rewarded like, at all yet. Yeah, well, exactly, oh, right? It. It's like we saw it was the very close to Kia, but still, I haven't been I haven't been yeah. rewarded yet. How are you gonna replace Greg Olson? I have no right? idea. That's why I might need to make all a right. trade. Yeah. Let's. Uh, we could uh, discuss some things Sounds offline. Good. Sounds good. All right, and then finally we have Rahul's team. Don't dude, tell the perennial him. overachiever is now at the bottom, fully underachieving. And now it's it's a little shocking. I I one wonders whether he's uh, fully in it, but you know what? I think we should never give him the benefit of the doubt and just say that he has a pretty shitty I mean, team. How do you think he finds the time to? That's a good question. What's going on? Yeah. Bilal Powell is his running back too. Woof. Oh, man. Pressing team. This is a bad team. This is a bad team, guys. I think this is like the first team oh, where yeah. I'm like not inspired at all with not even the potential. Obviously, AB and LaShawn are great players. But... LaShawn, I feel like he is so boomer bust sometimes. And then, you know what? I had AB last year, and he's kind of similar now, man. Like, he gets a ton of targets, but touchdowns are not necessarily there. In fact, he didn't even get a touchdown yet. He got 182 yards the first yeah. week, but no touchdown. Wow, yeah. So, I don't know, man. This is a sad team. This and. Is- Jimmy Graham's got off. This is the team of someone who didn't put any time into their draft and drafted big names from two years ago. Yeah, Mike true. Wallace, he's washed. Larry Fitzgerald, washed. washed. Wall Power, never relevant. Jimmy Graham, <laughs> washed. Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck's not going to play until like week eight. Julius Pump. Yeah, one one wonders why he even picked up Andrew. Julius Luck. Thomas hasn't been relevant since since he was on uh, on Denver, Denver. Man, I, I remember picking him up a few like that year, and he like fucking this killed is, it. This is this is the team of someone who didn't look at any fantasy stuff until the day of, and just picked names that he remembered from two years ago. And yeah, this is this bad. bad. I, I think I think right now, uh, D. Is the heavy favorite for Sacco, barring injuries. Injuries can change things, but Deeds' team is the heavy favorite for Sacco. Yeah, there are like no, there are no positives yeah. here. Solo, are you hearing this? You are now no longer the favorite for Sacco. We have officially, after two weeks, named Rahul's team as the team to lose. Is that right? Let me tell you what else tells me Rahul's not engaged in this. Yes. No Look at that team. Look at that team. And he's made, he spent zero dollars on waivers. He's yeah. Although, in all fairness, Deeds has never been a big waiver guy. I think we can look back at his seasons that he's made, I believe, if not the fewest, like the second well, fewest moves. That's because year. he usually drafts well. But this was this was just poor. What kind of excuse did he I have to say, I was high on Kirk Cousins going in. I thought he was going to have, like, he has those weapons in TP and Jameson Crowder and Jordan Reed. 
And I thought they were going to have like a really potent offense, and they've been disappointing so far. So maybe they have potential moving forward, but I'm not sure. I, I think I think this is look. Here, here's 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 my here's my week two prognostications. I think Kia's team is poised to make a run, and I think Deeds' team is going to be a cellar dweller the rest of the year. Those are my two biggest projections. I mean, frankly, I can't argue with that. I totally agree with number one. Point two. What's going on here? Guys, what's happening? I have no idea. <laughs> are we being kicked off? Okay, I think we're happening? being played out. <laughs> Well, guys, we have a special guest next week, so be sure to tune in. We will be rotating hosts, rotating people. So now we are out. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. All right. Peace. Take care.